Hello, it is still. <laughs> if you're getting this and you probably have heard the first uh, episode of Drive Time, this was um, for June 25th, 2019. This is the second part of Drive Time on the uh, the drive home, I guess, uh, is what we'll call this. So this morning it was, or this morning afternoonish. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about student loans and then I got to my location destination and I had to cut it off. So let's recap a little bit about student loans. Um, Bernie Sanders, again, presidential candidate for the Democratic Party, had made a outlandish claim, in my opinion, that he was going to um, he was going to take student loans and he was going to make it uh, he was free. He was going to forgive the student loan crisis that he has that has been a factor, um, and he was also going to fund college for everybody free college for everybody now on paper it's good and bad and i can see both sides so i try to arbitrarily kind of look at it but i am skewed the biggest thing for me is always who's going to pay for it where's the where's the coin coming from who's gonna pay for it bernie sanders uh, suggestion is he's going to tax quote-unquote wall street um via uh taxing stock exchanges bonds that kind of stuff when you buy a stock you're going to, a percentage of it or a piece of it is going to go and that's going to fund his tax plan. I say, nah, fuck that noise. I am a person who uh, realizes that Social Security, uh, something that was started under FDR's administration, we talked about that on the last episode, um, is a socialist program, yes, but uh, probably will not be around when I'm of the age to pull from retirement, you know, I actually get to the point to where I can retire. So me being a little bit of a proactive thinker, I started 401k, I started a Roth, a Roth IRA, and um, I, I put some cash into it. Now, if all the stocks and bonds and, and all that stuff that I am buying is gonna get taxed, that's gonna leave a smaller amount for me to grow interest on. And again, interest is not bad when you start looking at it if it's working for you. Compounding interest is like a snowball. Throws up a little snow, gets bigger, gets bigger, gets bigger until you're frosty the snowman size or until you're an avalanche and it just starts overwhelming. Yes, it does take a good amount of time, but that's why it's called investing. It's not overnight rich. You know, you're not going to be flossing at 23. Uh, you could if you started that IRA at, you know, three years old. Uh, you know, if you're like a baby gap model or something. Anyway. Um, so that was one of the pieces that I wanted to make sure that I talk about because I don't don't tax Wall Street, quote unquote. Those are normal people investing into their retirement, uh, and because again, me, I don't think that I will have a Social Security um, to pay me back. Um, I, I feel like that is um, it's not wise, not smart, um, and I don't think I think there's a better way. And I do have some suggestions. So this is the second part about what I plan on doing or. Plan, or what I would um, look into as stronger options. Um, so again, just talking about it, you know, there's already a, you know trillion dollar uh, student loan debt program essentially, where we have written essentially hot checks for everybody who wanted to go to school to go to school, and then when it's time to pay your note, when it's time to pay off your loans, when it's time to do that, you are paying off your loans and most people have a car payment, so you're paying two big pieces of your check. So let's say you get a $50,000 job out of college, you've got $75,000 a year for a four-year university degree, 
or $80,000, some people have $100,000, uh, you know, thinking each semester $10,000, which is not, you know, unfeasible. I went to a smaller state school, which was a little bit cheaper than that. But, um, you know, if you go to some of the big ones here in Texas specifically, your University of Texas, your A&M's, your, um, you know, University of Houston's, your Baylor's, you know, those, those costs can be, you know, pretty sky high. So at least a semester, you would conservatively be thinking, you know, anywhere between eight to 12,000. We're gonna use $10,000 as an aggregate for some numbers here in a minute. But I, I sincerely believe that uh, looking at it, the, the adult version of it is, essentially you're, you're trying to get these individuals to go to college, which is fine. Um, although I will remind you that the majority of these college degrees, they don't actually have jobs to go into. Um, you know, you're gonna get a degree, but at the same time, is there enough market for those degrees to where it's not wasted? Most people would find themselves working jobs that they could have potentially had without a degree, and now they have, they're saddled with that burden of trying to pay that note back. Now, again, that is something that you have to weigh. You know, if you're gonna become a master accountant, and you're gonna keep books, and you're gonna run your own business, you're gonna be entrepreneurial, then I think it might work out for you if you have good business sense. But if you're a guy who, you know, is gonna become a store manager at, you know, let's just use uh, the biggest retail store in America, Walmart, and they require you to have a degree, yeah, okay, you can have an associate's degree, or a very cheap degree that was bought at, you know, a small online college, Phoenix University, whatever it is, uh, it's still a degree, and you can still leverage your position to, to move into retail management and, and do pretty well. Uh, they pay pretty well um, in that regard, but um, did you necessarily need to get a University of Texas degree? No. You know, again, if, if you know where you're going to in your career, then I definitely feel like you can move that way. Um, and then there's the, the maturity aspect of it. You're paying an 18-year-old kid to go to college, uh, or they're paying themselves. An 18-year-old kid, they don't know what they want to do in most in most cases. I, I wouldn't say all. Uh, most cases, they don't know what they want to do. They're not driven. They're not focused. And then, you know, two years into it, they party too hard. Uh, maybe they've entered a relationship, a premarital relationship, and they have a father to child, and now they have to provide for that family that they've just started. So they don't finish that degree, right? Is it free still? No, of course not. They take it out a loan, and now that thing is saddled on their financial um, status. Again, it's it's just I, I've seen a lot of people uh, do a lot of different things. So uh, I've seen people just smoke weed and party, and uh, you know get drunk in college. I've seen some great people. Don't worry, they're they're good all around. But you know if they can work with their extracurriculars and then also make grades in in school. You know, I'm nobody's parent. I'm not gonna sit here and say, you know, uh, Ryan was a guy who was X, Y, and Z, but then you know, he also made great grades and he, you know, cum and lot or whatever it was. That's fine. If you can handle it, you can do it. But at the same time, don't ask me to pay for his bill. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, don't ask me to give up a piece of my retirement money uh, or, or chunks of it uh, to pay for Ryan's exposure or Ryan's experience. Um, in college, again, uh, you know, people have somebody has to pay for it. We, we, it may not be me. It might be my kids' kids' kids. That's what Social Security is running into at this point. 
Now, again, I'm not against the fact of paying for higher education. I think if it was set up correctly, I think it's got a better, uh, I think it could work a little bit better in a state like Texas and have different avenues, different venues, different ways to draw income for, um, for school. And I think that a junior, two-year junior college could potentially be free in Texas. And I think that you can do that a lot of different ways. Um, so what this is going to merge into is not necessarily the federal plan, but, but more of a Texas-sized, this is what it would look like. Now, be mindful, we already have socialism in our society. We already have forms of socialism that help the society, like uh, fire department, police department. Okay, everybody wants to complain about, you know, cops doing this and cops doing that, but uh, when you need them, they try to show up. And they may not show up as fast as they can, but they their duty is to protect and serve, right? Oh, protect and serve, but they're killing people. That happens too. I'm not trying to mitigate that at all. That happens as well. Horrible situations, those people should not be cops, right? I think we're all in agreement with that. So I'm not going to sit here and try to defend the, the police department in, in, in ways that they're wrong, but I also don't think that you should take a blanket uh, justification or a blanket stereotype on all that. Another is the fire department. Uh, obviously, when you have a fire, who comes and shows up and gets the fire out? The fire department. They are, again, publicly funded in the sense that your taxes, your dollars, goes to a local government. The local government allocates resources into that department, and the department is then funded. Um, usually, they do that by land taxes. They do that by local taxes, um, sales taxes, different things like that. So there are ways your local and state government are funded. Uh, income tax for the year. Uh, if you have a state that has a federal income tax, um, great. Uh, here's the thing, Texas has an 8.25 sales tax in the state of Texas, and that helps pay for XYZ. Um, we don't have a income tax for the state. It goes federally for us, and that's it. So um, education, school. So most people give the argument of saying, well, we're already paying for teachers to teach up to uh, senior year in high school. You know, we have teachers for all of that. It's very difficult right now to hire teachers. It's very difficult to have teachers in that profession simply because the, the pay is so low. Um, now, again, you're going to sit there and say, well, if you're complaining about the pay, uh, why don't you give up more of your own income to, to give to the teachers? I don't necessarily disagree with that. I do believe that taxing is, is theft. Uh, it's, uh, it's money that you have earned, but somebody else has taken a piece of it. Uh, you know, I, I, allocation of money is you know a very key issue that my generation struggles with as a, as a general uh, anywhere between 20 to you know 40 essentially that big gap right there are people who are struggling with trying to budget their money trying to handle their money and it, it's pretty crazy um, now if you did fund uh, a junior college or a full four-year university you'd have to uh, look at funding and, and paying college teachers um, okay, so the university charges, let's say, $10,000 a semester. And I have that on a lot of good faith. I went to a, a state university. I also have friends, and I looked at rates for um, you know, private universities. And, yeah, so it is, um, you know, saying something like $40,000 a year um, is not out of the ordinary. You know, uh, $10,000 a semester. What I would propose... And again, this is going to be more specific to the state of Texas, would be a couple of different things. One is that you pay for your college teachers. You pay, the individual. You give 
uh, money for a fee, for administration fee. Now, the classes are paid for. Uh, let's just say the state pays for the classes. But your enrollment in the the your enrollment in the university is going to take a chunk. So I would say there's a ten thousand dollar chunk straight up, bam, ten grand. Now the state's going to have to fund the rest of the teacher salary, but it does give the university um, a little bit of wiggle room. And then also people who want to influence the the, the school, they can give donations like they've been doing for the last seventy years or some odd things where you know whatever look for that one chick from Desperate Housewives, Scavo, that was her name on the show. Uh, her name is uh, William H. Macy's wife. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you can look at how people are paying for blah, blah, blah to get into colleges. It's a scandal. Um, so there's big. There's two big parts. Is People over the last 45 years who've been taking up student loan debt saying, where does that money, how does that work for me? Because I, for the last 10 years, have been paying off my debt little by little, soul grindingly, you know, taking jobs that I've hated um, in order to make enough money to pay off the bullshit that I did when I was younger, stupid, and not smart about money. You get what I'm saying? And that's my personal experience. I'm not trying to put that label on anybody else. My experience is, yes, college was worth it. No, college was not worth it at the price I paid. And yes, I could have been a lot smarter, saved a lot more money had I had educated myself a little bit more about the process, educated myself about the pitfalls, and had a better mentor, not necessarily my parents who didn't go to college or didn't complete college or whatever the deal was, or you know, teachers or um, professors or, or counselors inside the high school counselor office saying, well, you can get loans and you can get FAFSA and you can get, yeah, but it doesn't cover the whole cost. Somebody needs to sit down and say, analytically, these are the numbers X, Y, and Z. Anyway. Uh, that's my own rant, and that's that's more of a school education rant, but um, I, I still feel that it, it, it's fun. So these individuals have been paying for their student loan debt for 45 years. What are they going to do? You know, And then, of course, you know, new students coming in, people who are graduating this year, next year, whenever, if it were to go into effect. Uh, what happens with them? Is it just the divide? Hey, you're screwed if you did before 2020. You know, get fucked. You're, you're, you're screwed. Everybody after 2020, hey, free ride. You know how I'm pretty sure the people that are getting it will not get the money from the people who are still paying, if that makes sense. Because if it were me, I'd be like, my money's not going to that because that guy gets a free ride, but I don't. You know where where's the where's the parity? So I have found a solution. So that's first. Let's talk about the money. How are we going to raise the funds, and what would those funds look like? How would we allocate that kind of stuff? So. Obviously, one of the effects of this, though, is that raising your rate, um, raising the, the school. The school is going to raise, um, obviously, tuition rates, that kind of stuff, because those go up like every year. So um, private colleges probably will be immune from this. They will still work and, and play in the same idea of where we'll elite. They're going to be a second, third, fourth tier. So now you have like the Harvard, Stanford, you have... Um, you know, all these Dip Brown colleges, all these elite Ivy League colleges. I think you're going to see a second and third tier uh, develop because it's going to be like a pecking order. And then you have baseborn or poor colleges, which are your state universities or federal government universities that teach you basic stuff, which I assume are going to be um, probably a more left-leaning simply because I know that right now the Senate is Republican and the House is Democrat and the President's Republican. Those things turn every other year or every two years, three years, four years. 
Uh, if you look at it, uh, you know, it hasn't been a full Republican Congress since I think it was Ronald Reagan and then, you know, it was only there for two years. And then the midterms came up and the House swung uh, Democrat. Um, you know, I, I would think at some point the, the White House will turn into a blue White House and then you'll probably have a Senate that's controlled by Republicans still. Uh, you have maybe have the Democrats come back and, and take the, the House, keep the House, keep the, uh, the presidency, and then guess what? Uh, the Senate's going to go blue, and at that point, you have Republicans come back in the House, and then a Republican come back in the president. They'll be going against the blue Senate. This stuff happens all the time. Um, that's politics. That's just outlining ideas. But some of the stuff that we're trying to create is infrastructure, infrastructure for the environment if, or, or for our educational environment, and I don't know if it's wise. You know, um, getting a master's degree is probably going to be one of the most expensive things you'll ever buy um, if this thing comes into effect, simply because you're going to pay for base college, so everybody's going to go to these, some of these base universities. It's going to be harder trying to get into a master's program at some of these other universities. Uh, you know, a two-year master's program. Um, the good side is that I think more people will do it. The bad side is it's going to cost a whole bunch more. So you're only creating... A student loan problem with master's degrees now rather than just bachelor degrees and again who is gonna pay for uh, not who but when you go into the workforce who is gonna pay you for those skills is there a job need for those skills and I I, I would say uh, no trade skills would be the answer to this is if you say no listen we're gonna pay for your college we're gonna pay for a two-year university or we're gonna pay for a two-year associate's degree under basic and we're paying for a four-year trade school if you're going to go into a trade uh, or a program, a, a smithing program, a, um, a line program, a um, barbershop program, beautician in that instance, a um, woodworking program, or uh, a master electrician, or concrete, or plumbing. One of those, um, I guess welding is a, is a good one, uh, one of those disciplines are underused in the United States. And I think that having more opportunity for people to see that, get that, uh, you can look under Mike Rowe, who is the guy who used to do dirty jobs, and he's written, he has used a lot of his power, um, you know, a lot of his uh, celebrity to try to shed a light on this topic, and I think that this is a possible solution. Now, um, when it comes to how would it work for the state of Texas, I think, um, how to pay for it is going to be the biggest thing. And I think I think it's pretty straightforward uh, for me. If you're in the state of Texas, I think you're going to need to uh, up toll roads. I know it sucks. I, I lived and worked in Houston, and toll roads are crazy. But people got to get where they need to go. And I don't, I don't think you realize this, but if people need to get where they need to go, they're going to have to take some place. The, the place is too big. They're going to pay what they pay. Um, or they're going to time manage better either way um, okay tobacco obviously I think you, you put a tax on tobacco you put a tax on any kind of trade goods to, you to put a tax on alcohol sales um, again toll roads and the biggest thing is that you legalize weed and that you tax it and I mean you tax the shit out of it I'm just going to be honest with you I'm not an advocate of any kind of Marijuana, tobacco, uh, alcohol. I, I personally don't use any of those products. But <laughs> I would probably be a drug seller, a, a weed dealer, 
um, if it was legal. I think that's an entrepreneurial uh, piece that a lot of people can get into. And you have a niche market of people who are on the fence. People who could do it, and then people who um, people who could do it, and, and the people who are interested in it. And you could be a great middleman introducing it into not hardcore TPC or DHT or whatever all the acronyms are. Um, you know, again, I don't know very much about pot, but I'm just saying you have things there that are educational and you can always give products of education um, you know in the form of gummies in the form of uh, edibles in the form of those this kind of softer ways not necessarily smoking but using that chemical in a way that is maybe a little bit more medicinal a little bit more uh, operational a little bit more uh, flexible to where people can get it now I think that that's the biggest opportunity for um, Texas is if you were to legalize weed marijuana tax the shit out of it and then enforce it into our schools in the sense of education and uh, and then putting that into maybe a two-year trade school degree free you know I think that that would be Texas right there now back to Bernie Sanders big idea um, in Texas that's how I think it would go second thing is maybe we do push all this Thing through. Maybe Bernie wins the Democratic Party. Maybe he moves on and, and does some stuff. Then we say, hey, what if you were to set up uh, reformations, right? People who have gone to college, who owe student loan debts. What if the federal government comes in and says, hey, we're going to pay you a lump sum of money. It's not going to be taxed, but it's going to go directly to your federal loans. You know what I'm saying? So, for instance, you never see the money unless you paid off your loans, right? And then that money is taxed. Let's just be real. So, for instance, if you went to college for five years or, or four years or whatever it was, and let's say you racked up in that time, uh, let's just make it all even number 70. That Well, let me uh, give you the chart and the explanation, and then we'll use that example on the back end. That way we can um, kind of plan it out. So, like I was saying earlier, the the quote-unquote average of Texas universities, about $10,000 a semester, some of those high-ranking ones. Now, you can go to school for three or five, $6,000 a semester if you live in the state of Texas at some good universities. SHSU, shout out. At least when I was there 10 years ago, it was relatively cheaper than these numbers. But I want to go ahead and make sure. So you have um, four students that we're going to examine here. And we're going to do the GPA, and we're also going to look at their individual grades for classes. So what this is is one semester at um, college, university, and they took a math class for three credit hours, took an art class for three credit hours, they took a reading class for three credit hours, and then they took a history class for three credit hours. Total hours for that semester is 12 hours, which they call full workload. So if you're doing the federal student loan, uh, you know, FAFSA, and you parents don't make enough money, maybe you don't make enough money, whatever the situation is, you can still get some of that federal student loan money uh, there, and it's applied to, you know, to your card, and you know, <clears throat> it helps pay for some of your expenses, and yada, yada, yada. So, we're going to look at four students here. Sam, Sarah, Bob, and Molly. So, Bob 
is um, going to be probably more of your average student. Sarah is your overachiever. Molly is your typical. And Sam is your guy who does he need to be here, does he not need to be here. We'll talk about Sam a lot. So let's start off with straight A Sarah. Sarah has a 4.0 GPA. She has four A's. Now understand that this is going to be the important thing because in my schedule, and the way that I would do this is I would, I would have you pay the class. The, the free school is not tuition-based. You pay that X amount of money up front to get into the school. Uh, that's something that has to stay. Every class that you take is free, right? Because then that would be free education. So I would say is that if you make an A in that class, you don't pay anything. You get it 100% free. So every class costs $2,500. So that gives us $10,000 per semester for 12 hours, which is a full workload. So, not counting master's programs, that's not free. We're not talking about anything about the master's programs. We're staying with basic undergrad. So, second thing is going to be a B. If you make a B, they pay 50% of it, which is $1,250, uh, $1,250, which is half of the tuition of $2,500. If you make a C, D, F, G, you got to pay everything. It's, it's straight up. You have to pay everything. I don't give a shit. Hey, oh, you made a C. Oh, man, I should get 25%. Now, fuck off. You don't want to be... If you don't want to be here and make an A or B, you don't need to be in college. Now, I didn't make A's and B's on every class. I failed some classes. I had to pay for some of those classes twice. Understand that I'm not trying to punish that kid but understand that I'm trying to punish myself from back in the day, but also help myself get better. Because there was a point where I was like, you know, I'm not making great grades, I'm not doing very well, maybe I should drop out. Okay, you're still gonna be obligated to pay the, the money that you've already borrowed or the money that you owe. But, at the same time, you, if you're doing very well, you shouldn't have to worry about paying for your college while you're trying to still do well in your classes. Now, for instance, that's Sarah. Sarah had a 4.0. She's making A's on everything. What about that person who is like Molly, who makes nothing but B's? Well, Molly has a 3.0 grade point average. She pays $5,000 a semester because she pays $1,250 a class for making her B's. Now, what if you're between Bob and Sarah? You know, what if you're a guy who makes A's on some categories, B's on some categories, he's got a good mix. So if you make two A's and two B's, you're only going to pay $2,500. Your two A's don't, don't net you any money to pay. Your two B's are essentially one tuition fee. So you make $1,250 out of one, $1,250 on another B, and then you're at $2,500. Now, most people are like, well, that's not free college. Yeah, 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 I understand that, but at the same time, you're kind of not worthy of getting free college because you're making B's. You're putting in enough effort so that you should be rewarded, so you're not going to pay the full price of the thing, but at the same time, you didn't make an A. Got to try harder. It's an incentive to make you try harder. It's it's literally a, a goal set. Hey, you got to hit A's unless we. it's not free. You know, if you're if you're an amazing overachiever and you want to hit it, you're going to hit it. If you're a guy who's like, man, B's good enough, B's not good enough if you don't want to pay. Okay, so, I mean, $2,500 a semester is nothing to, you can work a part-time job 30 hours a week, $10 an hour, or $12 an hour, whichever, you know, whatever you find, uh, you can make that work. 
you you know three I mean three hundred dollars a week times what how many how many weeks is that one two five it's twelve hundred so I mean within a month you could be close to halfway two months and another so I mean you, you could get close and it could be doable plus whatever financial aid if that's even available after this program is is there um, you know if that's still an option you might still have to take out a loan or you might have to have some kind of promissory or you know you might have to find two jobs or three jobs or whatever it is but it can still work and I think that it will work and that's the setup of that that's this is the piece that I really wanted to kind of kind of kind of hit home about is that if you make A's you make B's you make A's and B's you should be fine you will be able to leave college with a very little amount of debt if not completely debt because you can have scholarships as well um, so there's a lot of things there that hey there's opportunity for you to, to leave college without a penny to your name or a penny owed to your name and start a family start a start a life fresh without having to weigh that down now what if you're like Sam Sam is a guy who does really well in reading uh, or I'm sorry he does really well in history uh, he does okay in reading can't do math and doesn't like art doesn't show up to the class all too much makes a C in art you know makes an A in history uh, makes a B in reading and then math he just he just barely squeaks by with the D street point average is 2.3 not very high not very good he does get a free credit though for making that A in uh, history uh, and B uh, you know re reading is close to history so he got a B maybe he doesn't write the greatest papers but he's okay he's serviceable you get to math and it's just a dumpster fire and it's like bro um, you can't do math man uh, obviously I don't think he would even understand this chart but <laughs> yeah you may be seeing that and then art you just don't pay attention you don't show up you you made a C so you gotta pay for you know almost three classes you pay you pay a lot I mean, you get one free credit of 2500 for that one A, and then you get half a credit for 1250 out of $10,000. It's some money that you're taking off, but it's not enough. So now let's extrapolate this semester after semester after semester. One, two, first semester, two, three, four. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, first year, second year, five, six, seven, eight. So eight semesters of 12 hours. And you've racked up at this point $20,000 a year. 20, 40, 68. Let's say you take a, a double major, a double minor, and you gotta take an, an extra, you know, an extra year or something, or something happens, or maybe you didn't take 12 hours, or maybe something takes labs, and you know, there's always something. So let's say you take five years to complete college. Now, again, we should stay with four for $80,000, but whatever. Right? You extrapolate this. Let's take all the examples. Molly, for every $20,000 that she spent, she's going to pay ten. So her debt is not $80,000 after four years. It's $40,000 after four years. It's a lot of money still. Bob paid $2,500 out of $20,000. I'm sorry, $5,000 out of $20,000. So five times four is twenty thousand dollars. Now you're sitting here thinking twenty thousand dollars, man. 
Yeah. In five years, if he sets it up like it's a car payment, he'd be done with it. Think about that. I mean, well, we want to give free university. Well, they didn't make the grades. They did not make the grades in order to justify that. Now, Sarah, Sarah got away scot-free. She didn't have to pay nothing. But here's the thing. In Bob and Molly's case, that, you know, 20 grand or that 40 grand, how much of that did they pay while they're in school? Say they had a part-time job and they were able to cover half of it. She paid 20, you know, $20,000 while she was in school, which over four years isn't very much. It's only five grand a year if you have a part-time job or if your parents want to pay it for you or whatever it is. It's manageable. It's very doable. So maybe she doesn't even escape with, you know, 40 grand. Maybe she only has 20 grand, which is very similar to a car payment. Bob, same thing. Bob could probably work his way through college and get away scot-free. A's and B's, keep that consistent. $2,500 a semester, $5,000 a year. $5,000 a year? $5,000 a year make at a part-time job, or maybe if you work full-time and you're just really smart and you're dedicated and you really want to get it. Sarah didn't know nothing. Now, Sam. Sam's, Sam's not good. <laughs> Sam, Sam's, you know, he's putting in 13000 a year. So 13000 a year times uh, four. So 26. Uh, 26 times two is about 50, 53, 52. Yeah. Man, it sucks for that guy. Yeah, it does suck for that guy. So he's got $50,000 in student loan debt. Or owing to the school, $50,000. So he probably should not even go to college. But this is free college, this is free university. No, 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 no. Don't get it wrong because if you didn't make the grades, you shouldn't pay for it. Or you should pay for it if you didn't make the grades. If, I mean, you're really not getting anything out. If Sarah goes in there, she kills it. She's got 4.0 GPA and she's killing it. Great, Sarah. I, I mean, I'm glad you're going to find a cure for cancer because you're obviously a well-adjusted, well-improved thing. Bob, Bob, hey, I'm glad that you're, uh, you know, getting a vast majority of the material. You seem to be an overachiever, an underachiever, an overachiever, and you're, and you're achieving. I think you'd be a great employer. Or I think I'd, I'd love to employ a person like you because you definitely... Um, have the skills you're definitely worth it you put in the time the effort you may not be perfect but i think that in the right role in the right in the right uh industry organization you'd be amazing molly you're you're great molly you're you're a very dedicated worker who can do x y and z because your 3.0 gpa tells me that sam you probably should have gone to a trade school in texas that offers you a free trade that way you could have gone somewhere else now, I'm not saying trade schools are bad I'm not saying trade schools are different but obviously education school in this regard was not necessarily for that individual I'm not saying it's good or bad I'm just saying you know so over the next four years of their life they're gonna be gaining an X amount of money now again if you're that Bernie Sanders guy who says oh yeah Bernie's gonna be X, X Y and Z and he you know it needs to be free and I'm like dude Pay a bill. 
if you are not looking at your bills, paying off your debts, looking at how much you owe to whatever entity, whether it be for your car payment, whether it be for your student loans, whether it be for hospital bills, whatever it is, and you can't sit there and say, hey, I wish I had less, donate it to your church if you go to church. You know, go, go donate it. Take, take the lump sum out of your money that you would be giving to uh, this program and, and go burn it in the backyard because I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. But I understand that there are programs that do work. Fire department, uh, education, which is school teachers, police department, those are all needs for our community. I understand that, not arguing those points. I'm just saying in the sense that how could it be tangible for the state of Texas? Legalize weed, tax the shit out of it, there goes your money. But you fund education through high school senior first. And then you move that extra money into developing a program at certain schools where it's free, and then you expand that over. So you'd start with like a Wharton Junior College, a Lone Star College, a um, uh, HCC, Houston Community College. Start at those three schools, those, those pillars, and you work on the program, you work on how this is gonna be allocated, and then you say, okay, if you're in a trade school, you can go an extra year or whatever and get your, or we'll help you get there because it's a need for the state of Texas to grow for a robust economy. I think that this stuff needs to be done smartly, not necessarily done um, in a way that favors X, Y, and Z. I think that it should just be done, which for, again, if you're gonna use a socialist term, you might as well use it, utilitarian socialism, which is for the greater good, right? Utilitarianism is, you know, if Peter needs to die for seven other people to live, Peter dies. Sorry, Peter. We don't give a shit how you feel as an individual, which is, again, individualism by Ayn Rand. But we don't give a fuck about your one person if seven other people survive. That's utilitarianism. Um, I don't think that it should apply in those terms. But, again, I think that it could help people make decisions uh, and help our tax dollars that we're going to get taxed for anyway to to work faster, better, and, and, and actually do a better good. So at some point we may be retracted or maybe pull it down. But again, you pay for your grades that you earn. So if you get an A, you're going to get a zero. You're not going to pay anything. If you get a B, you're going to pay half of what you owe. Uh, if you make a C, D, anything under, then you, you have to pay full price because it's not something that you're privileged now to have this discount. It is something that you have to pay because everybody pays the price. Um, you know, I just, like I said, taxing Wall Street is not something that I think would be, um, I mean, Wall Street, quote unquote. I think that taxing stocks, which is normal people investing for their retirement, you know, 40, 50, 20 years away is not smart. I think that hampers those people at the end of their lives and they're going to have to um, implement something a little bit, uh, maybe more money, taking more out of their budgets. And that's not smart either. So um, with that said, that's how I feel about uh, Bernie Sanders. Now, part one is up. Part one is a little incoherent. I start ranting about some other stuff. Uh, part two is very concise. Um, you know, I kind of thought about this. I definitely think, even though I don't advocate for marijuana or tobacco or alcohol, I think that it is a, um, I think that is an avenue that can yield income for the state. Because if you're gonna, if you're gonna tax everybody, you might as well tax the people that are doing non-essential or non-required, you know, and the borderline 
harmful. Um, not just harmful for their own individual selves, but uh, harmful for the society. Now, when I say harmful, I think more of tobacco and alcohol um, with lung cancer, different types of cancers, uh, and, and alcohol being probably one of the, the lead causes in Texas for incidents and accidents uh, on the roads. So, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily think in terms of marijuana as being harmful, simply because I think that it's um, it has its purposes especially with individuals who have you know, PTSD, uh, individuals like military people who have served. I think that it is um, something that can be very fruitful for the state of Texas if they were to embark on it. But I think they should, personally, I think they should legalize weed, pay more educational to teachers, like pay more education to teachers. And, and, and then, then you can think about college in like 10 years, but don't, don't do it now. Take that money, move it over, and, and use it to get more out, be more productive. So um, however that looks, and if there's a politician out there that listens to this and they want to have a conversation, I'm not that smart of a guy, but I, I think that, you know, coming up with some kind of, uh, coming up with some kind of solution would be beneficial uh, I don't think Bernie Sanders is going to win the Democratic Party I don't think that he uh, will be a real contender I think his year was a couple of years ago when Hillary and him well when Hillary screwed him over um, you know um, I just you know his time has passed I don't think it would have won the general election to be honest with you uh, I just it's fad and in practice it doesn't seem very well but if you were going to do that, especially in the state of Texas, that's how you should, in my opinion, do it. So, talk to you all later. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye.